This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Tuesday, it's 4 April in the year of our Lord um, of 2023, in the Holy Week, and the run-up to Passover, all of it, a day that will live in infamy and will make be decided later. It's infamous for what side. Uh, we started the show with Rebecca Koffler. Oh, well, we started showing Wisconsin where we should, which is the most important thing today. We, but we had Rebecca Koffler in the lobby of Trump Tower near the escalator where President Trump descended in June of 2015, and then to help turn this country around of four years of peace, pro- peace and prosperity, fighting every step of the way against the elites in this country and particularly the Uniparty. Professor Alan Dershowitz has got a new book out called Get Trump. Professor Dershowitz has dedicated his life to the training of the finest minds in the country, the finest law school in the country, in defending uh, the rule of law. Professor Dershowitz, uh, Rebecca Koffler, uh, as it was born and raised in the Soviet Union and was able to get out to come here, she referred to the people doing this as the new American Bolsheviks. You've dedicated your life to training the best and the brightest in the rule of law. What is your what is your assessment of where we are today? How did we get here, sir? Well, first of all, I spent the 1970s in the Soviet Union defending dissidents like Sharansky and Sakharov and others against the excesses of uh, the Bolshevik regime, uh, the regime in which the head of the KGB could say to Stalin, show me the man and I'll find you the crime. And today we have law students at Stanford and at Yale and um, at Georgetown who are emulating the Bolsheviks. Free speech for me, but not for thee. If you're not politically correct, we won't let you speak. Uh, prosecutors who run, run for office, a Democrat running for office on the campaign pledge to, and that's the title of my book, Get Trump. I didn't make up the title. I got it from the campaigns of the attorney general and the district attorney of New York promising to get Trump, no matter what he did or didn't do, then rummaging through the statute books, being unable to find a statute that applies and then making up a misdemeanor, stapling it to a felony that wasn't prosecuted by the federal government, and creating one plus one equals 11. The reality is they created zero plus zero equals zero. It's an extremely dangerous time. We're living in an age of extremes. We're living in an age where nuance, where the rule of law takes second place to the rule of politics and partisan result orientation. It's a very, very dangerous time. Professor Dershowitz, we've always prided ourselves since the revolutionary generation of being a nation of laws and not men. Then what happens? How do do we pull this out? How do you pull this out of a nosedive when even classic liberals are overwhelmed and quite frankly, too afraid 
I have many, uh, having come, gone to Harvard and gone to Georgetown and worked on Wall Street and lived in New York City, I have many, many, many liberal friends, even when I would say progressive friends, that do not agree at all with what's going on, but they're afraid to speak up of being ostracized. How do you well, pull I, out of this nosedive? Well, I don't blame them. Look what happened. To me, I'm the perfect example. I was the the the, the uh, person on Martha's Vineyard who was most respected. I was the person who was always asked to speak, uh, to conduct weddings, to do everything. Um, and then I made the horrible mistake, according to these radicals, of actually defending the Constitution in front of the United States Senate on behalf of President Trump. I was the oldest American in history ever to defend the president from an impeachment, an unconstitutional impeachment. Suddenly, I was now the most unpopular person on the vineyard. Uh, Caroline Kennedy sat next to me at a dinner party and said if she knew I'd been invited, she wouldn't come. People walked out of a gym where my wife was working out. Uh, can you imagine that in New York City and Manhattan? If you think that was bad, if a judge in New York City and Manhattan ever ever made a decision to release Donald Trump, that judge would never, ever be promoted, would never again be accepted in New York uh, circles, and would have his life ruined. You don't expect judges to have the kind of courage to buck this kind of uh, fanaticism. Or if a juror in Manhattan became the juror that hung the jury or the juror that resulted in acquittal, and that juror had to go back to his family and say, I'm the juror who freed, freed Donald Trump in Manhattan. That would destroy that juror's life. So, you know, today we live in a world of pressure, not in a world of law. Even Bragg made a decision to follow his predecessor. No, there's no evidence. I'm not going to go after Trump. I know I promised to, but I've looked at the evidence. It's not there. The New York Times reported on Sunday when he initially made that decision, he was subject to such pushback, such pressure, such hatred, such animosity. He knew he would never again be elected to any office unless he followed through on his campaign pledge to get Trump. That's the name of the game. Get Trump. If you get Trump, you're reelected. If you don't get Trump, you're defeated. How can you have a fair trial in Manhattan when that occurs? Isn't this like what the KG, how the KGB and the FSB runs Russia right now? That it's a phony democracy, and if you try to anybody tries to stand up to Putin, immediately you're in jail. I mean, is this what we've devolved to? Not just in no. New York City, but because you have so many that you have. It's not. It's just not Soros. Oh, the Soros is one of the leaders. It's much of the elite in this country are are the ones that are telling Bragg or giving the money that are pushing this. It's the American elites. That want yeah. to because they, they, they fear what Trump, not just Trump, what Trump stands for in the Trump movement, sir. Look, I agree with that. But the brilliance of the founders of our republic is they anticipated this problem and they created a system of federalism, of checks and balances. We have the United States Supreme Court to stop that from happening. We have other states who can play a role in stopping that from happening. We have a House of Representatives that's controlled by one party and a Senate controlled by the other party. We have what the former Soviet Union and what many other countries in the world don't have. We have a system which imposes checks even on majority rule. And I'm hoping that system isn't weakened. It has been horribly weakened in the borough of Manhattan in New York. But I hope this case will be moved from the borough of Manhattan, where there's no chance, no chance, 
you know, not Jesus, Mohammed, Moses, this is Holy Week, none of them could have won a case in Manhattan if they were defending Donald Trump in a Manhattan jury, a Manhattan judge. It is impossible. Not Abraham Lincoln, not Daniel Webster. Nobody could win that case in Manhattan. It has to be moved to Staten Island, to Rockland County, to upstate New York, somewhere where a fair trial is at least theoretically possible, where a judge wouldn't face the kind of ostracism he faced or I faced for simply defending. Remember, I faced the ostracism for simply defending Trump. Imagine what a judge would face if he actually ruled in Trump's favor. Now, the judge is going to rule in Trump's favor on one matter this morning. He's not going to be foolish enough to impose a gag order, because if he imposed a gag order, I would put together the greatest collection of First Amendment lawyers, if there are any of us left in this country, to take that case right up to the Supreme Court, because a gag order would not only deny Donald Trump's right of free speech, it would deny your right of free speech, my right of free speech, because the right of free speech also includes the right to listen to speakers. I want to hear yeah. talk. But, but hang on, because you look, you're revered in the fact that you've, I think it was in the Chicago suburbs, you've represented the Nazis for free speech. You've made free speech paramount, um, even against going some of your of your underlying beliefs. Sure. But let's go back to what you just said about federalism and let's say about the founders. The founders predicated on predicated all of that on the rule of law, on That's men right. and women of courage who would step up in, 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 the, in the deciding moment and step forward. You're the perfect example of why people are cowed, and particularly people that are liberals and, 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 and progressives that understand the value of, you know, like the ACL used to be, of the yeah. value of defending free speech and defending the First Amendment. Right now, yeah. look, do you see a lot of courage even, even with the Republicans? The Republicans in, in the House are, are terrified. They just are. There are some stepping from the fearless ones like MTG and Matt Gates, and some that have, a, you know, a little rough around the edges. But people are terrified in Washington, D.C. People are terrified in the state capitals. People, judges throughout the country are terrified. The Supreme Court, look at what they did in, in the confirmation hearings of the Supreme Court. I was actually in Italy the day that, that, um, that Kavanaugh got confirmed. And you saw what's happened. The, they ran across the Supreme Court. It looked like revolutionary France. They were banging on the doors. These are not normal times. And what they've done is they've gone after people's courage and their core beings. Can the system, the framers set up, can it work without men and women of courage stepping forward and say, hey, I'm going to sacrifice my career. I'm going to sacrifice all the social things I have. You know, I saw what they did to Dershowitz, but I got to step up here. Where do you see that, Professor Dershowitz? Well, you know, James Madison foresaw that. And he said, if men or women were angels, we wouldn't need the laws to protect us. Madison contemplated a situation where people didn't have the courage of George Washington and Benjamin Franklin and and Thomas Jefferson. Uh, he saw a time when we didn't, when we couldn't count on individual courage, as we couldn't count on individual courage uh, in Nazi Germany or in, 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 in the Soviet Union. That's why we need the rule of law. And the rule of law has been weakened. You're absolutely right. The rule of law has been weakened. Um, and we have an obligation to keep it strong, which is why I'm going to continue writing. Uh, I'm going to continue advocating. I'm going to continue to make enemies, not only among my friends, among my family. You know, it's amazing. For my 80th birthday, I had like 100 people coming to celebrate with me on Martha's Vineyard. I'm about to turn 85. 
if I can get 10 people on Martha's Vineyard to come and celebrate my 85th birthday, that would be remarkable. Even my family Seder, which we're having on Wednesday night, I used to have, you know, 20, 30 people. Today, we're just having the immediate family because even members of my family are attacking me. How dare you do anything that enables this new Adolf Hitler? That's the way they think of Donald Trump. Now, if you think of him that way, then you don't care about the rule of law. So many liberals, so many progressives, so many left-wingers have told me they know they're sacrificing the rule of law, but it's worth it to get Trump. If we don't get Trump, it'll be worth worse. And the thesis of my book, I say it out right in my first chapter, it's much more dangerous and much more of a negative precedent in the future. If we compromise our rule of law in order to prevent somebody who you think is dangerous, people disagree, that's up to the American public, let them vote. Uh, but, but you're willing to sacrifice the rule of law to affect the election results because you think Trump is so dangerous. People on the other side will do the opposite. They will defy the rule of law against people you like. And, you know, today it's Trump, tomorrow it's a Democrat, the day after tomorrow it's Uncle Charlie and your niece. And uh, we need the rule of law because men and women are not angels and judges are not courageous. A robe doesn't bestow courage. It takes courage away because most judges have life appointments. And so they don't need courage, but they want to be popular. They want to be accepted. And that's why in a, in a borough like Manhattan, do not expect justice. I'll make a prediction here. I don't think this judge will rule in favor of Trump on statute of limitations or on change of venue, even though those are so obvious. And I don't think a jury will rule in favor of Trump, even though there's no evidence. The evidence comes from a sworn liar. There's no law. There's not even a misdemeanor here or a felony. This is the easiest case any first year student couldn't lose if the name of the defendant wasn't Trump and the name of the borough wasn't Manhattan. That's how serious it's become. Professor Dershow, we'd like just to hold you uh, through a commercial break. There's a few other sure. uh, things about the book we want to talk about. The book is Get Trump. It's available. It's a must-read. If you want to understand in this whirlwind of what's going on, Professor Dershowitz has laid out not just the, the situation in Manhattan, but also the situation with the grand jury in uh, Washington, D.C., and, of course, in Fulton County, Georgia. We're going to take a short commercial break. I'm going to talk to Professor Dershowitz. Are the lessons here from the American Revolution or really what the American Bolsheviks looking at the French Revolution? All next in the war room. Bring it on and I will fight to the end. Just watch and see. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. Because we're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath, and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never looked more important to you. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. 
text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401ks that are tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, either gold or silver. And here's the best part. It's tax sheltered. Let me repeat that. It's tax sheltered. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today. Take action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. I'm going to get to Professor Dershowitz here in a second. Breaking, coming across the wire on the Bloomberg terminal is uh, Flash, Malaysia and China putting together an Asian fund to, wait for it, cut dollar dependency. So this uh, virus, a true virus, is spreading all over the world, driven by the Chinese Communist Party in the morons in Washington, D.C., and at the Federal Reserve and on Wall Street. The oligarchs, the new oligarchs. Professor Dershowitz, by the way, go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. Get pulled down right now the end of the dollar empire, the uh, series of reports we've been doing for the last year, year and a half, totally free. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Get all the free information kits. Do it today. If Russia's buying gold, China's buying gold, India's buying gold, Japan's buying gold, these are smart, cunning people. Just figure it out for yourself. But get the information and learn about the dollar and the war against the dollar. Professor Dershowitz, uh, here's the question. You successfully defended President Trump in the first impeachment. Would you be open? I mean, no offense, the legal teams, you know, I'm I'm not a big fan of some of the people I've seen on TV. and I've been blunt about that. Are, Are you open, given the fact you've destroyed your personal professional life already? Are you open to step in to defend Donald Trump? Well, I've been asked. And my general approach in life is to defend somebody once. I don't like to become the kind of consigliere to a family or to a, a group of people or to any one person. So my general rule has been to defend somebody once. I will continue to defend him in the court of public opinion. And if a gag order is placed on him, I will lead the team of pro bono lawyers who will bring a case to the Supreme Court, not on behalf of Trump himself, but on behalf of all the rest of us in America, millions and millions of people who don't want to see him gag, to want to hear his point of view. I want to maintain an open mind. I have to decide who to vote for in the next election. My inclination is to do what I've done for the last 60 years, vote Democrat. But every American has to have an open mind. And so I will join the case as amicus on behalf of people who would like to listen to Trump. But at the moment, I'm going to limit myself to defending the Constitution in the court of public opinion. I think that does much more but, good. But, but hold, but hold, okay, but let's talk about the court of public opinion and the gag order on, on Alan Dershowitz. You used to be the most prominent and most published op-ed writer in the New York Times, the paper of record in our beloved republic. Right. You were also on CNN, CBS, okay. MSNBC, NBC News nonstop. The last time I checked, I have a tough time finding you in those venues, sir. No, I've been canceled. Not only that, but I've been canceled by independent bookstores. Uh, Get Trump was uh, this weekend number one, number two on Amazon's nonfiction list. But you cannot buy it in an independent bookstore. Independent bookstores don't want to carry books called Get Trump. And so I can't make it to the New York Times bestseller list because they require that you sell books in independent bookstores. So the 
Times list has become rigged by uh, the inability and the unwillingness of independent bookstores. So please buy my book on Amazon, on uh, uh, Simon & Schuster. That's the only place uh, uh, you can get it, Barnes & Noble, because if you go into your local bookstore, uh, no, they won't sell that book. They'll sell other terrible books, but they won't sell a book that's called Get Trump. And so we are seeing a form of censorship in America, obviously. I was the most frequent legal writer for the New York Times for probably 40 years, and they have uh, canceled me since I defended Donald Trump. So the price of integrity, the price of principle is very high. I wrote a book by that name, too, The Price of Principle. But I have to incur it because so few other people are doing it. There are so few genuine civil liberties advocates still standing that it's so important for me in the last years of my life, I'm turning 85, uh, to maintain strongly the commitment to civil liberties without regard to who I vote for. You know, Donald Trump loves to tease me about it. He called me on the phone. He said it in Reiko. He said, Dershowitz says he's not voting for me. I think he really votes for me, but he doesn't want to say anything because he wants to keep his credibility among the liberals. Well, that doesn't matter who I voted for. What matters is defending the Constitution. And that's why I wrote Get Trump. That's why I'll continue. I write a column every three or four days on these issues to keep the American public apprised of the dangers to them. Okay. The War Room Posse, this is the best explanation of where we are and how we got here, and quite frankly, how we get out of here. Get Trump. It's on Amazon. It's by it's uh, published by Skyhorse, distributed, I think, by Simon & Schuster. Um, Professor Dershowitz, also, can we get your site? Can you give us your site, how we get to it, and then you're also your social media? Well, I'm on um, Rumble and, and on YouTube. I have a podcast called The Der Show tonight, 5.30 to 6, in which I talk about all these um, issues. Um, and uh, you can get me on Substack or uh, on, on, on Twitter. Um, I, I write a lot, and uh, I'm anxious to be read. So please, uh, buy Get Trump and, uh, and, and keep supporting the Constitution. That's the key. We need to tell people like Bragg that there's accountability outside of Manhattan and that the American public is watching and that the American public cares about the Constitution, not about get Trump. Professor Dershowitz, honored to have you on here. Thank you, sir. Honor, thank you. I've got Jack Posobiec down in lower Manhattan, but I want to go quickly. Let's go back to Rebecca Koffler in the atrium of Trump Tower up in Midtown, where the president currently still is. Uh, Rebecca, uh, you know about the American Bolsheviks. You lived under that system in Russia. Talk to me about Professor Dershowitz. Um, Professor Dershowitz should be on President Trump's team right now. Why do I say that? It's because I know he will be successful. He successfully defended uh, Russian dissident Sharansky and Sakharov from Soviet Bolsheviks. So... I am certain that you will be successful in defending our own President Trump from American Bolsheviks. Um, just to give you a little bit of a taste of what's going on right now, I think uh, President is probably going to come out very soon. I see some activity right now uh, with security. I mean, um, it, there's a lot of excitement. I want to give a shout out to people who actually work here, who are big supporters of President Trump. Um, Shauna, she manages the uh, gift store. I want to give a shout out to Carla. Carla, she is managing uh, 
the uh, 45 Trumba. I want to give a shout out to Carrie. Um, okay. Um, these people are huge supporters of our president. Um, also, Renee, Lisa, um, Jackie, Brandon, Alejandro, John, all of these folks are huge supporters. Uh, a lot of them are from other countries. Uh, Luca, she is managing the uh, the Trump um, Cafe downstairs, Trump Grill. She's from Romania. These folks are from everywhere. They're from all walks of life. Um, blue collar, a lot of immigrants, a lot of you know people of color. Um, and so all of this BS that the American Bolsheviks have been spreading about uh, President Trump is not true. Black people love him. Hispanics love him. Uh, white, you know, any color. Indians. Um, a lot of these folks are just so uh, ready to fight for our freedom and to stand with our president and to support him as he is going back into the White House in 2024. Rebecca, hang on for one second. Just say right there, Rebecca Koffler uh, with the uh, staff, uh, these great patriots up in Midtown at Trump Tower. Just hang on for one second right there. Uh, Jack Posovic's uh, downtown outside of Center Street. Jack Posovic, can you hear me, sir? Steve, I can hear you. I'm here outside the courthouse. How do you read? Uh, Perfect. Jack, you've spent your life as a Naval Intelligence Officer in Shanghai, in Beijing, you understand how the communists roll. Is this what we're seeing today? Is this the American version of the Bolsheviks against President Trump, sir? Well, Steve, that's what they're trying to do. And in just a few minutes, the motorcade will be rolling behind us. You can actually see the tension as the cameras and everyone gets together. You've got about 500 Trump supporters standing in this park right here protesting what's going on. Because let me tell you something. What happens in communist countries is what's happening right now at this courthouse. But what doesn't happen in communist countries are these free citizens expressing their right to freedom of speech, expressing their right to oppose this, expressing their right to speak out against corrupt leaders like Alvin Bragg and their backers like George Soros, because that is how you lose freedom, is if people stay home, if they stay silent, if the war room goes off the air, if they take us all down. And I, I addressed this crowd just a few moments ago with Marjorie Taylor Greene, Gavin Wax, and Vishbura, and I said they can silence Donald Trump, they can gag Donald Trump, but they can't gag all of us, and they will never silence the the American people and the American spirit. You can see, by the way, behind me, as uh, there is definitely a tension and an energy going through the crowd. People think that motorcade is about to arrive. Police are starting to mount up. We've got every acronym here from CIA to CNN to CBS, NBC, SPLC, FBI. Everyone is here today, Steve. They're all here. Every acronym on the planet is here up front of this courthouse right now. Jack, real quickly, i got a minute. I'm going to hold you through the break. But you called this last night on your show, uh, the funeral procession of America. What do you mean by that, sir? Steve, well, I said it's the funeral procession of the republic. But the question is, will it be the death of America? I say no. I say the republic may have died. But will we have a new rebirth of freedom? That's what you're seeing across the street right here today. With Americans, with New Yorkers joined together, we are building and we are beginning America's comeback 
actually starts today. They're trying to shut it down. They're trying to shut down this country and turn us into a globalist uh, gaggle of consumers and serfs working at the behest and under the yoke of the Chinese Communist Party. Well, why say we're the people of the United States of America. We refuse to be a servant slave class. We will be free people and we will remain free people by fighting peacefully, politically and patriotically for those freedoms. Jack, hang on, we'll take a short commercial break. We're going to return to Lower Manhattan and joke Jack Posovic. Remember, the key virtue on which all the others rest in this is courage. Short commercial break. Be back in the warm in just a moment. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Citizens, anyone who thinks they won't need emergency food isn't paying attention. Every day, the headlines get worse and worse and worse. Is the unthinkable next? It pays to prepare. That's why I seriously recommend you stock up on emergency food and you do it right away. You never know when the next shoe will drop, and when it does, emergency food will be hard to find. So get yours now. While it's on sale, go to MyPatriotSupply.com and check out their popular three-month emergency food kit. Right now, you'll save $200 per kit. Let me repeat that. $200 per kit savings. Each kit gives you a wide variety of delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks, providing over 2,000 calories per day for optimum strength and energy. Act now and claim your $200 savings per kit. You'll sleep better knowing your family won't suffer if the worst ever happens. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and you'll enjoy free shipping too. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. We've got America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Then we're going to go back to MTG is down in, outside of Center Street. Jack Posobiec's there. We'll get to that in a second. Mayor Giuliani, here's the question people have. You were the greatest mayor of the greatest city in American history. How did we devolve? How did we get to this situation today that basically these American Bolsheviks run this great city and have really humiliated America in front of the eyes of the world by this uh, by this catastrophic event today, sir? We lost focus on uh, the enemy within. 
I mean, having been warned about it by, by the founding fathers, having been warned about it in with great books that were written about it in the 1940s and the 1950s, we really uh, stopped taking communism seriously, stopped taking Marx and Engels and Stalin and Mao and their prediction that over 100, 150 years, they'd overcome us. Uh, we, um, we ignored China and engaged in a fantasy over China that it was really a nicer country than Russia, that we could do business with it. We let them infiltrate the hell out of us. Uh, and now we're, we're, uh, they are reaping what they sowed, and uh, specifically in the criminal justice system. Uh, New York is just one example, Steve, of 50 other places, maybe some worse, with brand-like district attorneys who are basically uh, Bolsheviks. I mean, they're but, criminals. But, 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 but Rudy, Rudy, hang on. It's deeper than that. It's worse than that. That's what I'm talking to Professor Dershowitz about. You're one of the most revered figures in modern American history, and you saved that city. Correct me if I'm wrong. Can you practice law in New York City, sir? Oh, I'm suspended from the practice of law on a uh, charge for which I have never gotten a hearing that I am a danger to create a riot, even though a judge in the District of Columbia, appointed by Obama, dismissed me from a case and said that there were no credible allegations that I had anything to do with the violence. But that didn't impress the woke bar association, which, by the way, allows Bragg to practice law, even though he doesn't enforce half the laws that he swore to enforce, which is uh, a crime in and of itself. Now, people get killed in this city by people that he lets out. And the bar association has never raised any issue as to how he lied when he took his oath of office. Rudy, my point is, it's the judges. It's it's obviously the DA and what's happened to that revered. Remember, talk, talk to people. That used to be a revered district attorney office, revered as an institution. Look what's happened to today. Look at the Bar Association in New York today. New York used to be the center of American law. Look what's happened to the SDNY where you you were one of the great prosecutors. You put away the five families. You put away Milken and, and the corrupt uh, racketeers on Wall Street. What's happened to the Southern District of New York? What's happened to the judges? What's happened to the law firm? What's happened to the legal reporting? What's happened to the Manhattan District Attorney's Office? It's not just Alvin Bragg. He's he's the manifestation of the problem. The problem is deep, deep, deep. And, I, I, and so I want you to explain to people, every one of these great institutions is corrupt to its core, sir. I agree with you, Steve. I, wasn't, I was not uh, suggesting that, that Bragg is uh, in any way... Uh, an oddity. Bragg is the rule. <laughs> this is what's happening in Philadelphia and Chicago and St. Louis, and I can go on and on. Uh, and so what you're seeing now in America happening in New York, you're probably living in a city in which it could happen and possibly even worse. While Bragg goes on and brings this uh, completely illegal, unlawful, unethical case, which isn't even a case against a, uh, a president, a former president, he probably let out four or five criminals overnight that are going to beat the hell out of people today. When you see people thrown on the subway or an old man hit with a bat or an autistic child beaten to hell, uh, chances are one out of two that it's somebody Bragg released from prison within the last week or two or three or four. The man is a menace. He's an enabler of violent crime, even to the point of murder. And disproportionately, it affects uh, young African-Americans. 
Uh, he should be gotten rid of. In any uh, system of laws, he'd be thrown out. But we're no longer a country of laws. We're a country of men, and the men are communists and communist sympathizers who want to destroy our country so we become one world. I just want to I just want to reemphasize that if for the for the American people to understand this, the most revered and honored mayor in the history of New York City and got New York City through its most dangerous time in its history, including the Civil War. Rudy Giuliani cannot practice law in the city of New York in your primary profession is a lawyer in New York City. Am I incorrect in that, Mayor Giuliani? Oh, what I am, I mean, I had a long career as a lawyer, long before I entered politics, and I would say I probably had almost undisputed uh, the strongest record of prosecution in the 20th century. I don't think anyone ever reached those goals, and I reduced crime more than any mayor in the history of the United States. There's no one close before or since. So I think I have contributed a great deal to this city. I love this city. And it breaks my heart to see what these anti-American, these people who hate America, what they're doing to it. And I, you know, I know why they're doing it. So Soros is paying for this because he hates America. He hates American nationalism. And he wants us to be part of one world, which, you know, will be ruled by China. Uh, Mayor, hang on for one second. I just want to go down to lower Manhattan. Is Jack Posobiec still with us? Uh, Jack, uh, give me your assessment. You said today could be the day of the beginning of the resurgence uh, to to uh, to restore our old republic. What do you mean by that, sir? No, we don't have him. Okay, fine. No, no. Is David Steve Zier Bannon, there? this is Dave Zier. Hey, yes. Dave. Uh, tell me, give me an update on Lower Manhattan. Well, Jack was going over to uh, be with MTG, so I think he's walking over there now. It got really crowded here in the last hour, and uh, we expect some type of motorcade to come here probably in the next hour or so and take them through what they call the tombs, the tunnels, right, to uh, the courthouse. Um, but uh, they were trying to drown out the Trump supporters and our broadcast, you know, with their whistles and uh, on the left and everything. Uh, but, you know, it's relatively calm. But it was interesting. The cops were supposed to keep the anti-Trumpers on one side and the pro-Trumpers on the other side. And they've all converged into one area. And I'm not really comfortable with it. I thought there was supposed to be a set plan. It's, it's kind of like they're inviting a pogrom, you know. So we'll see where it goes because it's probably going to get hairy here in the next hour or two. Uh, just hang on, Dave. We're going to come back to you. Maybe we'll try to pick up uh, MTGs over there. I think on a bullhorn, uh, giving them uh, the what for. Uh, Mayor Giuliani, can, um, given the system that is actually the system that runs New York City today, is there any probability Donald J. Trump could get a fair trial in Manhattan, sir? Here's the oddest thing, uh, Steve, and this may be dated. Uh, New York was five to one, six to one Democrat when I was a uh, uh, U.S. attorney. And I never had trouble with a Manhattan jury. Um, even when there were liberals on the jury, I could get them around to thinking about, you know, the, the importance of their function. And I may, so I, my, my information is, you know, dated by 25 years. I tried a lot of cases, 100 or more. Uh, I never lost a case as a prosecutor. And, uh, and I tried a lot. And I'm the last U.S. attorney to try cases in court before a jury. 
uh, all my successors don't go to court because I love going to court. I, I think he can get a fair trial here, but I do think he's entitled to a change of venue. Uh, statistically, he meets the criteria. I mean, I had cases, I prosecuted four appointees of uh, Mayor Koch, uh, who were part of a major multi-million dollar corruption scheme in the Koch administration. And venue was changed to New Haven, Connecticut, because the publicity about them had been so great in New York. That was 10% of the publicity involved in this case. And Judge Knapp changed the venue to New Haven. And I prosecuted it myself personally there and convicted all of them because I wanted to make sure they were convicted. What, 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 if, if, he can't, if he couldn't get a fair trial in, in Manhattan, is there any of the five boroughs or would you have to move it up to, uh, to uh, upstate New York? He could get a fair trial in, in Staten Island, but they would probably complain that it's too Republican. Now, it actually isn't. I actually believe I could be wrong. Pretty close. The, uh, the, the registration in Staten Island is about even between Republican and Democrat. But it did vote for Donald Trump in the last election. And I won it at one point by 80 percent. So it's you would have to say it's old. It's about the only place you're going to find old fashioned conservative Democrats. Steve. I mean, really. And the D.A. there is a pretty good D.A. He's not no complaints about him. I've got to tell you, when I was the mayor, I had four I had four D.A.s that were Democrats, hardcore Democrats. I never had a problem with them. It never got in the way of their being D.A.s. We might then go argue about the death penalty or we might argue about something else, almost as lawyers arguments. But when they applied the law, they applied the law, just like I did as a more conservative U.S. attorney. OK, so 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 what happened? Because we're not there today. We're in the exact opposite. What happened? What happened is they took over. The, the, uh, the, the communists took over. They've changed our system of justice. It, it's no longer, we're no longer a country of laws. We're a country of men, and the men are uh, radical uh, communists who want to destroy America so that it becomes part of one world. Uh, literally, they don't like American nationalism. Uh, and that just like the Cultural Revolution. I mean, uh, when we were going through it, I think it, it took a while for us to realize that the burning down of statues and flags and knocking statues and changing history, not very different than the Cultural Revolution in China. That's what communists do. They destroy your culture. They did it in Russia. They did it in China. They're doing it in the United States. They're getting our people and our children to hate our country. It's, uh, Biden goes around every day getting us to hate America by saying we're systemically racist. How can you like a place that's systemically racist? So he lies. What uh, what will happen today if the judge tries to impose a gag order on uh, President Trump? I would think it. I would think if uh, my confidence in the courts of New York, which still exists to some extent, I don't think that this case is going to make it to trial. Rudy, 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 this one I don't understand. You got to help me out here, brother. You're banned by a, by the uh, bar association from practicing in, in, in New York. How do you possibly sit there and say that you think that the, the system could still, that, that the system hasn't been totally and thoroughly corrupted. There's a disconnect and maybe I'm just not understanding well, you, sir. It's uh, because I'll give you an example. Um, in my divorce case, 
Uh, I had a judge uh, that was a very, very uh, emotionally anti-Trump and probably anti-me, and he was able to handle my case right down the middle. Um, the judge that threw my case out that I, you know, helped to create violence, uh, my case and Donald Trump Jr. was a um, was an Obama appointment and very left wing. There are exceptions. There are people left that still uh, realize they're lawyers like they used to. They're very few and far between. And I know there are some on the courts here because I see their opinions. But you've got to get lucky and you've got to get one of them. I do have confidence in the Court of Appeals. Uh, in fact, uh, the Court of Appeals is under real attack by the progressives in trying to change it because they think it's too conservative. Now, it's all Democrats. But they, the, 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 uh, the law here is so obviously been violated. You, you can't write an opinion that wouldn't be laughed at if you don't dismiss it. And if he imposed a gag, a gag order, I mean, it, maybe it ha I think it would never get past the Court of Appeals. They would, they'd be a laughing stock. First of all, he's a presidential candidate. Number two, they're leaking on him like crazy. This is, this is like, you know, allowing a guy to get beaten up and tying the hand, hands behind his back. Is President Trump correct? And he said uh, last night that, uh, that uh, Bragg should be indicted for the leak, grand jury leaks that have come out and leaks are coming from the pros targeted leaks going to MSNBC, going to the New York Times, sir? Well, he sure should be the subject of an investigation. You'd have to prove it. But, I mean, pretty logical that it's coming out of his office. Uh, grand jury testimony is very, you know, carefully guarded. It can only come from certain places. We can rule out the defense. They don't have it. So the, the, the prosecutors are the ones that have it. And his prosecutors, first of all, he had eight of them in the grand jury when Costello had eight. I've never heard of that. If I had eight of my assistants in the grand jury, seven have been fired for not doing any work. Uh, well, of course, they have nothing to do because they let the criminals all day. It doesn't take a long time to let criminals out. It takes a long time to prosecute. But uh, 52 percent uh, felony cases, he knocked down to misdemeanors. And that's felony cases from the best police department in the world. So his judgment is better than wow. the New York police. Come on. That's no wonder we're, we got 20 recent crime and we have Rudy, more can, crime. Can you? Can you just hang on for one second? Can you just hang sure. on? Because I want to get to lower Manhattan and I want to get up to Midtown. Let's go to Rebecca. Just hang right there. Mira's with us. Rebecca Koffler, uh, there's a sense downtown that the motorcade's getting ready to leave, et cetera. What, what, what's, what, is, what is the sense up there? You're actually in Trump Tower in the atrium. What's the sense up there in Midtown? Yes, there's some uh, movement uh, definitely is going on. Uh, various uh, security folks, um, you know, kind of activated. I don't know. Um, to describe it, um, I just um, uh, the police guys are maybe I can show them in the picture. We just got an actual picture with them and thanked uh, them for the uh, for their service. Uh, security is very tight, as uh, as you can imagine. So um, just wanted to show you here our law enforcement officers standing right there. Um, they were very happy to take a picture with me and uh, my friends. So they're clearly uh, Trump supporters. Um, everybody here is um, is supporting our president. And uh, let's see, I'm monitoring the door, you know, out of the residence. It's behind the curtain um, right now. So, um, but it doesn't look like uh, he left yet. 
So just to show you a little bit, the uh, the Trump uh, 45 bar with our president right there. So there's a sense that he uh, Rebecca, will come out. Rebecca, yes. Rebecca, Rebecca, hang on for yes, one sir. second. We're going to go back down to yeah. Lower Manhattan. We get MTG. Yeah. Mayor, hang on. Rebecca, yeah. hang on. Do I have MTG? Congressman, Congressman Green, can you hear us here in the war room? Yes, I can hear you, Steve. So give us, why, why are you up there? You're from the state of, we hear you perfectly. You're from the state of Georgia. Why are you outside uh, 100 Center Street today in lower Manhattan, ma'am? I'm here to protest and use my First Amendment rights to stand up against the, not the prosecution, the persecution and the weaponization of government against the former president of the United States and the top Republican presidential candidate for 2024. I'm here to stand up against communism today, Steve. Uh, Congressman Green, the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, specifically singled you out as a hooligan that's going to cause a problem and that you're dangerous and that you got to back off and go home. Your thoughts, ma'am? He didn't just single me out, Steve. He threatened me. He called me by name and threatened me. The mayor of New York City, I believe, is, is a thug. And he sent his people here today. They had an organized text uh, alert that went out calling what I would say Antifa to bring their whistles, pots and pans, all kinds of instruments to make all kinds of noise to drown me out and drown others here today that are protesting and here supporting President Trump. Um, the mayor of New York City, Mayor Adams, owes me an apology. I'm an elected member of Congress. I represent hundreds of thousands of people from Northwest Georgia, but I also represent Americans all over the country uh, that support Make America Great Again and support President Trump. Congressman Green, I want to make sure we're, we're clear. You're, you're accusing the mayor of actually helping to organize a counter-protest to drown out your voice, ma'am? Yes, he called me out by name. He called me out by name and threatened me. Um, he, he warned me, and I've never broken a law in my life. I've never committed violence. Everyone knows this. But by doing what he did, he basically, it was a dog whistle. It was a dog whistle to the radical left here in New York City, and he sent them. And I, I fully believe that, and that's how I feel. He should have never done that. You know, a mayor of a city is to welcome members of Congress and to make sure that they're safe. They do not warn them and do not treat them the way that he treated me. He threatened me, and I believe it was a dog whistle uh, to the radical left here in New York City, sending them here to our peaceful protest uh, where we're gathering here in this park in front of the courthouse in this unprecedented, unconstitutional witch hunt against Donald J. Trump. And that's what the mayor of New York did to me. Congressman Green, before I let you go, what is the Republican House going to do about this? You're one of the firebrands up there. What action is going to be taken to, to make sure we, this travesty gets shut down, ma'am? Congress has to act. We have to use the full power of the Oversight Committee and the Judiciary Committee. We have to call Alvin Bragg in because he is colluding with Joe Biden's Department of Justice, weaponizing 
the government against our top Republican presidential candidate. This is political persecution. This is not justice. President Trump is the most vetted American in, in United States history. Everyone knows he's innocent. But we have what we have to do in Congress is we have to hold them accountable for this this abuse and perversion of the justice system and this collusion between the federal government into the Manhattan DA's office. Uh, Congressman Green, we'll put up your social media. You stay safe. We look forward to having you back on later. Thank you, ma'am. Be safe. I want to bring in Mike Lindell now. Uh, Mike, you're going to be in Mar-a-Lago to support the president. Uh, we got about a minute or two. Uh, talk to me about what you're thinking this morning on this travesty, a day of living infamy. Well, yeah, it, it will live in infamy. I'm on my way to Mar-a-Lago right now. I'm at the airport here. I'll be leaving shortly. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing all the media there from around the world that uh, uh, and to tell them what a, what a despicable act they're doing with Biden and uh and this DA and the uh, this guy, uh, what they've done is um, um, with Briggs. I mean, this is just horrific, and it's uh, it's wrong. He's innocent. This is communism. They weaponized the government against us. Uh, uh, you know, like the president said, he's he stands between us and them. And this is it. This is like a apex in history right now. And I agree with uh, with Marjorie, uh, with Congressman Green. We we have to. They have to do something about this. They have to. We can't let this be the, the norm where if you don't like a candidate, you can just attack and attack and attack. He's the most vetted president in the history of our country. Mike, hang on one second. I want to bring in Rudy before we bounce. Our coverage is about to run out. Charlie Kirk will be picking it up live. Jack Basobic is down in the park. David Zero, Real America's Voice. We've got full coverage. Rebecca Koffler is up in Midtown. Rudy, uh, real quickly, what is to be done, sir? People look to you for guidance, not just moral guidance, but really practical guidance. What is to be done about this, sir? Well, first thing is don't take the bait. Uh, what I heard before from one of your people downtown is very disturbing, that they broke down the barrier between uh, the pros and the cons, the Trump people and the anti-Trump people. I've never heard of that. I mean, I probably uh, was in charge of three, four, five hundred protests, none of which ever became a riot. And uh, you never let the pros and the cons together. You keep them on opposite sides of the street. Putting them together, I have to assume that comes from Adams. Sounds like uh, a, a kind of a January 6th maneuver. And I would, I would say to our people, don't, don't take the bait. I mean, they, they put Perfect. the agitators with them. There's no reason exactly. to put them together. At every uh, uh, policing 101 would say, if you have, you know, anti-communist and pro-communist, they're on opposite sides of the street and you don't put them together unless you want to riot. Mayor, uh, how do people get to you? We get about 30 seconds. How do people get to you, sir? RudyGiulianiCS.com. That's where my uh, website is. You can get my podcast. I'll be on uh, at three o'clock on WABC uh, radio.com. I'll be on at eight o'clock on Getter and on YouTube and all the social media was, uh, we'll have a two hour special uh, covering the president's talk and have some people on from down uh, from, from, in, uh, from Mar-a-Lago. I talked to the president yesterday. He's in, he's in, you, you know him. I mean, it's, it's impossible to describe this man. Uh, I called him, I Fighting called mode. him and he calmed me down. 
<laughs> Rudy, thank you very much. We'll cover this. We'll pick it up live on Getter tonight on our Getter feed, your two-hour special. Thank you, sir. Honored to have you on here. Mike Lindell, we got, uh, we got about 20 seconds before we go live to Charlie Kirk on Real America's Voice. Uh, where's, where's the president's head right now, sir? It's, 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 uh, he's very, I think he's very confident, and uh, all of us, we have to just keep the faith. This actually put him up in the polls another 10%. And uh, Steve, I'll be available in Mar-a-Lago. I have some great news for you later on, everybody. That's completely separate we'll see from on, this. Amazing. We'll see you on the afternoon show. Charlie Kirk next live coverage. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.